0: All right, welcome to The Podcast Dude, episode 58. This episode, talking about shooting my first video course, I've got a special guest, Mr. Corey McCabe. Mr. Corey McCabe, say hi. Hello. Hello. Yeah, that's not what I say. Say hi. <laughs> Sorry, hi. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> in this episode, I-, I wanted to do a recap. I'm going to start by saying that we are one week into shooting a video course that we're producing called Successful Podcasting. This is a course that I've had in the works for a long time. I'd say I've been thinking about it for two years, working hard on it for about eight months. And it's really to try to help people launch a podcast and grow an audience and actually make money with it, do a great job, build a community, increase their authority and their niche. There's there's so many things that go into this. But I've never done a video course before. And honestly, I was very, very nervous going into this. But thankfully, you were able to come up to my house for two weeks. Uh, This is the end of the first week. We're going to be doing another week, the rest of this week. And I wanted to take this opportunity right now, right in the middle of it, to share with our listener what's been going on so far, how we thought about planning the course, how we set up the video stuff, because you've got a lot of video gear. It's actually Sean McCabe's, but you're using it. And so uh, just, just do a recap and an overview and talk about what's been going really, really well so far, and what hasn't gone so well. Because there have been a few mistakes, and there's a few things that we would do differently next time. So, And, and I don't know, just as a, qu- a quick aside, I don't know if people remember, but Corey was actually on the, the podcast, what was it, episode 22? That sounds right. I should have looked that up. Mm, anyways, so we're talking about doing a recap of uh, successful podcasting shooting the first week in today's episode, episode 58. So Corey, thank you for joining me. Listener, thank you for joining me. I, I, th- I think this is going to be a really good show. I'm excited.
1: Yeah, we're going to go over so many like, uh, just j- just you hearing, you the listener hearing like what we, what, we, what we did well and what we didn't do well. Like it's going to be so beneficial.
0: Yeah, really, really. This is all the stuff that I would go back and tell myself two weeks ago if I could. <laughs> but can't go back in time. You can just help other people. All right. Play the intro music. And then turn the intro music up because it's not very loud. <laughs> I thought I normalized this thing podcasting is hardcore it is one of these days i'm just gonna kill the intro music altogether sounds good all right episode 58 let's do a let's do a quick introduction i, I have i realized i haven't really said hi to the li- well. no that was wrong <laughs> <laughs> I, I realized that i have not introduced myself to the listener if this is your first time Welcome. My name is Aaron Dowd. I'm 30 years old. I live near Fort Worth, Texas. And my mission in life is to help people make great podcasts. And there's a lot that goes into making a podcast. All the audio stuff, all the writing, all the preparing, all the promotion, so many things. So I I write about these things. I podcast about them. Now... I'm doing video and screencasting about them. So the reason you're here today, as I explained, is you came up from San Antonio where you live, Mr. Mister Corey McCabe. Uh, that's what they call me. That's, that's your name. That's your name. You came up from San Antonio. Uh, I actually had to drive down there to pick up a bunch of video gear since you have a very cool and Harley thank you Davidson. For that. Well, I mean, we, you couldn't bring it all on your Harley.
1: No, I could not.
0: <laughs> I could you, not. Could, you could try. It would have been bad. Uh, so, so you drove up. I drove down and drove back, and we spent a week shooting the course. So, I talked a little bit about successful podcasting already, and that's the first point in our outline. So, you're the video guy for Sean West, correct? Yeah, so that's right. Can you can you explain to people what you, what your day to day job just looks like a little bit?
1: Well, I mean, it kind of changes on depending on what like we're doing with the company, like. But usually, you know, we have like we have live shows that we're doing inside the community, which is at Sean West membership, by the way. Yes. Go to Seanwest.com. Sean Com. Um Yeah, and so I, I basically do like produce the videos for these the live shows we have. Um we they have look like good. Yeah, and we have like, you know, the podcast the, pod, the Sean West Podcast. We mm-hmm. have Goal. Both of those we're doing live video streaming for the community members. And yeah, so I kind of produce that. I'll make um we're actually getting into a lot more video related stuff right now.
0: Yeah, me too. So
1: yeah, that's good. I've been noticing that. So we're kind of excited about that, but yeah, so and you shoot courses, stuff, for shooting courses, you. Yeah. and you do you
0: do all the editing. So you do the post production work, even some of the audio stuff. Yeah. So you so you, you, like if I'm the podcast dude, you're kind of the video dude.
1: Right. But you haven't for uh, now. You
0: haven't bought the the name yet.
1: No. I haven't. <laughs> the video dude. No. <laughs> Maybe
0: in the future. Okay. So so that's so that's you. That's Corey, and that's why you're here. So you're here to help me shoot successful podcasting, which is of course to help people launch and grow an awesome podcast, and. and all that. So, so let's talk about how how I came up with the idea of this in the first place, and, and and how I wrote it, how I prepared for it, where where the initial spark came from. So, I've been helping as a full time podcast editor. I've been helping people make podcasts for several years, and something I noticed is that a lot of people struggle with the whole process. And so, as people were asking me questions, I was I was paying attention. I was writing about it. I was podcasting about it. And over time, I just I came to see the whole picture of, of kind of like start to finish. There's never really a finish <laughs> to a podcast, uh, but there definitely is there definitely are right ways to start off and right ways to plan and right ways to record and to, to achieve the outcome that you want, which is to grow an audience, and, you know, maybe help you sell some courses or possibly even sell some ads or get you, there's just whatever your goals are for your podcast there are things you can do to get there so i started i started by thinking about the big picture with this course so i said okay if the desired outcome is to help someone have a successful podcast what is the process for that like what are the what are the step by step things that can get somebody there and so i just started with a very simple outline i came up with 9 things to help people have a successful uh, to help it to help them start and, and continue to grow a successful podcast. So after writing out those nine things, and that was very much like the 50,000-foot view. I'm looking at this, this big picture. And then I, I dove into each one of those items, nine items on this, uh, in this outline. And I dove in and I said, okay, well, if they want this outcome, like if they want to have great sound, then they need to buy this gear. And so I, and I went in a little bit deeper. Started filling stuff out, went in a little bit deeper, started filling stuff out. So it was this process of starting with what the outcome was that I wanted for the person who would eventually be taking this course, and then breaking it down step by step by step until I just, until I was like so far into the weeds that I, I couldn't
1: break it down any further. I think that's so important that like mm-hmm. the key word that you're saying here is that you prepared. Yes. This wasn't just something that you're <laughs> like, hey, next week, let's just let's do a course. Like when you wanna do a video course like this and teaching, it's something you got to prepare. Like how many months did you say in advance that you've been wanting to do this? Oh,
0: I've been thinking about it for probably two years and then, That's and crazy. then writing for it for yeah. eight months, not full time, but sure. In my, in my spare time. So yeah.
1: The preparation is really, really important. Absolutely important. and And you, I don't think you could have done it with just like a few weeks in advance or like a month's <laughs> notice. Like this is something you've got to really think about and really prepare. And I like how you said, like, what is the desired outcome? Like, what are people? What are people wanting to get and achieve here? And then reverse engineering, like what, and just taking step steps back from that, from the desired outcome. I really like that.
0: Absolutely. And another thing that really, really helped me with doing this course was actually putting a deadline on shooting it. Because uh, this, yeah, I said, in, I said, I'm not gonna lie. I said in like late 2014, I think it was when when I really started talking about doing a course for podcasters. I said, okay, I'll shoot it sometime in 2015. Well, 2015 came and I started a podcast. I started this podcast and I wrote a ton, but it, the whole year passed and I didn't get anything done. I mean, I got lots of things done, but I didn't make progress on this course. And then at the end of the year, I was talking to Sean McCabe, and he was like, "We need to, we need to shoot this." And we we sat down in uh, it was either December or January of uh, the beginning of this year, 2016. And we planned out the whole year. Like, it was like month by month by month. Here's what we're doing this month. This month, we're doing a course. This month, we're going to do this. We've got the conference, Sean West Conference coming up in October. We're going to do that then. He's like, I'm going to write a book in July. He's like, I'm going to block off the entire month of July, sit in my my room, sit in my office in San Antonio and write a whole book. And he did it. (laughs) And he did it, (laughs) which is crazy. Overlapbook.com. 80,000 words in two weeks. Insane. Insane. So since we planned out the whole year, month by month, seeing what we were going to do, I said, all right, if you're going to write a book in July, we, we actually thought it would... He, he blocked off the whole month to write this book. He finished early. This is something we'll talk about later, actually, planning and, and uh, setting aside enough time to actually finish the thing. But I said, okay, if you're shooting, or if you're shooting, if you're writing this book in July then Corey's not going to have anything to do because you're not going to be producing any podcasts. You're not going to be shooting any videos. And I said, so uh, at this point, like I was thinking I was going to go down to San Antonio, but then Sean was like, yeah, uh, I'm going to be writing in my office. So uh, maybe Corey can come up to your house. And I said, sweet. So, so this was sometime early in June. It was either January or February of 2016 where we said, all right, in July, Corey's going to go to your house, and help you shoot the video, which meant, that put a deadline on everything, which meant that I had to have this outline, this course written, and finished, and like, ready to shoot by July, and at first, it was like, cool, I got this, it was like, writing, you know, March, April, cool, I'm writing, 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 well, the months prior, it really started to hit me, it was like, oh, crap, like, this is (laughs) next month, next month, he's coming down here for for a month or two weeks or whatever it was, I figure it was about a week or two weeks. And I've got to have this done. Like I gotta have this ready to go. And that was that was really stressful. I'm not gonna lie. I I stressed out about it a lot. Like I was I was laying in bed at night thinking like oh, am I even going to be able to do, am I gonna even be able to do something good? Can I put all this stuff down? Like this it feels like so much. is you know like thousands and thousands of words and like different lessons and all this stuff. Am I gonna get it in the right order? All this stressful stuff up until the week where I went down to pick up the gear, uh, which was last weekend. Mm-hmm. Then it was like, okay, I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready. As time went by in the weeks leading up to me going down there and us starting to shoot, I started focusing more. The deadline helped me focus. It insanely, insanely focused because it was like, in two weeks, this is happening. I cannot spend my free time watching next Netflix I can't spend my free time hanging out with my friends. It's like, I have to make sure this thing is ready. So it was, so setting a deadline is huge for this. If you just, if you just say, oh, I'll get to it sometime in the future,
1: it's never going to happen. Yeah, because I mean, on one hand, it it was stressful for you. And it was probably a bit overwhelming. And, you know, you're up late at night, like kind of thinking about it a lot. But on the other hand, it. It was necessary. It was the necessary amount of pressure to like, because look where we are now. We're actually shooting it and we've shot, you know, six modules, six six and and a a half, half, six and a half modules. Like Mm -hmm. that's great. And so like we wouldn't have been able to do that if you were like, Hey, I'm just going to be writing it this year. I'll let you know when it's done, and then <laughs> yeah. we'll shoot it. Yeah, that's that no. it's just not going to get it done. Same with Sean writing Overlap Book. Go to OverlapBook.com. Like that wouldn't have happened if he was like, "I'll write it someday," because yep. that's what everybody says: "Is I'll, I'd like to do something someday." Mm-hmm. But what we what we did was we put a deadline on it. Yep. And so I like what you have in the outline here is put. You got to put a deadline on it, and you you will freak out. And kind of, that's kind of what you're just talking about is mm-hmm. like. There's the stress that was like, oh my gosh, this is happening. I'm not ready. I'm not prepared. But once we started like that, that just last week, and once we started getting there and you were there, you're picking up the gear. It was like, okay, this is real. I think, I think I can handle this, you know? And I I think, I I think you were doing a great job so far. Thank you. Thank you.
0: All right. So let's talk about, let's talk about actually shooting. So once you got here, once you got here, once I got all the gear here, we were shooting in my bedroom and this is a a very typical like square room. (laughs) Nothing fancy. I basically have a desk and a bookshelf and a bed and a few like sound absorbing panels on the wall. Nothing crazy cool. Uh, So you took a look at this initially on one wall, the wall where I normally set up. I put my desk against the wall in the center and there's two windows on either side of it. And I was thinking that we shot, we would shoot um, that way. But you took a look at it and and what were you thinking when you first got here as far as that goes?
1: Well, actually, I'll back up before I first got here. Okay. Okay. before like officially 100% deciding on okay, we're shooting at Aaron Dowd's house. Mm. We, I had you take some videos and you kind of showed uh, yeah. me a tour of the place, and I was like, "That's true." You know, he showed me here's the living room, here's here's the dimensions, here's what it looks like, and I'm you know, I'm watching this video like oh, I don't know, it's it's it might work. Well, it's, there's like a lot of stuff, you know. We'll we'll see if we can make that work. Then he goes to his bedroom. He's like, "This is pretty small, and like my bed takes up the whole place." But and I've got this desk, and I was like, "I think I see something here." Like, you know, there was. Um, and I think you were, in, you were initially leaning towards shooting in the bedroom just because you had your desk here and everything. Yeah. Um, but he, you know, you had, you had everything like right now we're standing in your room and everything is, is in a different position yes. because yes. we, we, he had his desk against these windows, which looked great. Like if you stand in the room and you look at it, it's all like centered and symmetrical and it looked great. But I, I knew from a video perspective, like. We're gonna run into problems with these windows. Even if the Mm. blinds are closed, like there's gonna be fluctuations in lighting, like when the clouds pass by and all that kind of stuff. So what we did was we moved to the other wall Mm -hmm. and where there's no windows. And so we moved his bookshelf. We put posters in different places and this desk against it. We changed the whole room. Yeah. But it looks great. Yeah.
0: And I I wanna touch on that real quick when it comes to shooting video. This was something I was thinking about in the in the months leading up to this shooting this course. And th- I, this is really important. I think if you're going to be re- shooting at your home, you have to be willing to change things up. You have to be willing to. I, I painted two walls in this room because, frankly, the white that was in here was just like all kind of like splotching, and it was it was not a good looking wall. So I said, okay, let me paint these walls a gray color. That took like a full day of a weekend, but I knew that I wanted to start shooting more videos. And if you have a situation where you're going to be shooting at home, you have to be willing to say. What can I move around? What can I change? How can I make this look more interesting on camera? You think about where your light sources are. You think about where you're gonna put your camera and be willing to do things like take all the bedding off of your bed and stand it up against the wall <laughs> so that you have more space to shoot. You know, we, my bed is currently leaning against the wall behind you right now. Because this room is small and we needed that space to, to walk around and set up the gear. Yeah. So just being willing to, to change things up, And to paint your walls and maybe buy some new furniture, you know, get, get on Craigslist or, or go to the thrift store or whatever, do whatever you need to do to, to try to make something that looks cool. You know, that's, that was really important. I think it, it's going to lead to the final product being a lot higher quality.
1: Yeah, definitely. And it was a lot of fun to kind of set up things and kind of just, you know, imagine it before we moved anything like, okay, we got to use this wall because First of all, you painted it, and thank you for doing that. Like you know that. That's kind of, no, really, it's kind of cool yeah. because you know that that shows how much you care. Like you mm. care about how this is gonna look. Yeah. So it's like we got the wall, and now we kind of envision like what would look good. Like, and you got to think about your framing too. If we're, I mean, if we're talking video, you got to think about like what's in your frame, like yeah. what's on the left side, what's on the right side, the, especially like rule of thirds and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Um. But yeah, so what do you want to go into next? Because we're we're talking about still setting up in the bedroom, which. You know, we can talk more about that.
0: Well, I think we pretty much covered it. You, you tried to think about like, okay, what's on the left side of you? What's on the right side? Uh, I got a little bit further away from the desk. So there would be some separation between me and the background, which is also kind of important. It, little things like that. And it's easier to see that in the final video. So we don't have to talk about that too much more. Uh, I'll just leave that section by saying be willing to experiment and change things up and paint your walls and 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 clean up your desk. You know, that was a big thing. Declutter things to to make your videos look good.
1: Yeah. Okay, so let's let's talk about the gear that we used real quick. Cool, yeah. So we used, a, we're doing a two-camera setup, so it's like a multi-cam mm-hmm. setup. Um, these are both, um, you want me to like talk models and yeah, like get into it? Yeah, okay, get cool, into cool. it, get into it. Yeah, yeah, we, so we're using Canon cameras. We're using the 5D Mark Threes. Um, we have one as the primary, that's just station. It's a static shot looking at you. And that's where the, the teleprompter is, which we'll get into in a little bit. Um, that one's just got a 35, 35 millimeter lens, just so we can see, like, it's like kind of like, you can see the room. We kind of get a feel for like the depth of it and everything. Mm-hmm. And then we have a secondary camera on a slider oh. and that's also a 5d Mark three. That's our second one.
0: So that's one that you, you have this little grip and you can like slide it back and exactly. super cool. kind of left to right kind of yep. thing.
1: That one, I got a 50 on it just to kind of get closer in on your face. 50 millimeter lens. Yeah. Yep. So th- on that, we also have a hot shoe system where we have another uh, NTG3. Uh, we haven't talked about mics. I'm saying another no, it's NTG3. Fine. It's fine. We- the microphones we use are <laughs> shotgun microphones, Rode NTG3s. Yeah. And and I should say
0: that first off, for all this stuff, this is high quality video gear. And I'm, I'm very grateful to Sean for allowing me to borrow this because... I've invested some money in decent microphones, but they're more for podcasting. These these um, these cameras, the five Canon 5D Mark 3s, are thousands of dollars. The lenses, uh, the the 50 millimeter lens you have, I think is like three hundred dollars. I don't even know what the 35 millimeter is new, like seven hundred,
1: probably more. I don't crazy know. crazy
0: expensive. These microphones, the NTG3 microphones, are seven hundred dollars each. All the cables, the Zoom H4N audio recorders that you plug these microphones into, so you can get audio that's different from the camera microphone just like these stands even though we didn't talk about the lights let's talk
1: talk about the lights real quick led lights yeah we've got led panels they're uh is the the brand but they're basically led panels that Mm -hmm. that you can change the the dim and the brightness of it which is very nice because sometimes you don't just want like an on and off kind of option where it's just like a little too bright so you have to back it up and all that stuff so you got that dial to change the dimness of it the brightness and then it also has a color temperature dial from changing from warmer to cooler. So that's really nice because um, and you were asking me, like, why, why is that nice? Like, why, mm-hmm. why, why do we care about that? Um, and then that's where we talked about light motivation.
0: Yes, this light, is
1: really fascinating to me. Yeah. So light motivation is basically like you before setting up any lights, you, you go to the location or the room or the, the space that you're going to record video in. And then you look, OK, right now, how is it that I can see Aaron Dowd's face and you look I look on the, the left side of your face, the right side of your face uh, underneath your neck and on the top of your head and I see where the light is coming from and I'm like, how how is it that without any lighting right now I can see your face? Mm-hmm. And so you, you look, okay, well, there's a window over there so mm-hmm. light is coming in from the left side. you know you just basically like you, you assess look to see it. where the light is coming from already the,
0: di- the directions, the exactly. natural lights that's already there.
1: yeah. so that's where I can tell okay the, the majority of the light is coming from this window over here so that's where my key light is going to be. The mm-hmm. key light is what, what, what lights up the subject or, or in, in this instance, you mm-hmm. the most. It's going to, it's going to be, have the, it's the, it's the key light.
0: <laughs> it's the key. It's the most important light. So, and this one, when I'm shooting video, this one is like kind of, uh, to my right about, what is it? 45 degrees or 90 degrees over to my right a little bit and
1: up. Yeah. About,
0: what is that? Four feet, five feet away, maybe uh, three yeah. or four feet away. Yeah, probably. That's so that's
1: the main light. Yeah, that's the main light that's going to light up your subject, Mm -hmm. and then now now I look. Okay, well, where's the secondary light going to be? The fill light, and so I look, and there's this lamp over here, lamp on the desk over to my left. Yeah, and and that's on the opposite side of his face, and it's like got this kind of warmer feel. Yep. And so I look for that motivation. I see, okay, it's coming from this side, and I basically like that's that's how I choose where to set up the lights, is because Mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense to just kind of put put lights wherever put light wherever you want, because that's not where light is actually naturally coming from yeah
0: so so you're kind of like in a in a sense you're boosting the natural light source so the the key light since the light coming in from outdoors was is cool it's a cooler light you set the color temperature of the key light to be a little bit more cool Mm -hmm. and then because i have a, a a desk a lamp on my desk to my left you set another light kind of in that direction and you set it to be more warmer to kind of match the color of the lamp light right so that you could almost think that I was just being lit up by the windows and the lamp if you didn't know any better.
1: Right. Exactly. Pretty cool. It is pretty cool, I, and it, I I find light light motivation really interesting. Um, I know I know next mis- to nothing about it, but now I feel like I'm a lot smarter now <laughs> yeah, thanks to you. Yeah, and it's kind of just like a like a, a cinematography kind of thing, but it's also like it. I'm sure it's, it goes into photography as well. I, I think there's a little bit of difference between photo and video lighting, but sure. Um,
0: yeah, so this is how we, sh- we set up lighting for my video shoot for this course. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so we do have a teleprompter, which, um, which I believe basically is, there's an iPad on a little stand and then there's a piece of glass that goes up above it at an angle. A teleprompter, yes. A teleprompter. <laughs> and and um, I, I thought I would have a hard time with reading from a teleprompter, but I actually got pretty comfortable with it.
1: Yeah, not so I was I, and I got to applaud how, how quickly you you caught on to to using the teleprompter because it's, it was like it was a little weird at first. It is, and after you did I think maybe two modules I was like I want to try this because <laughs> I you know I've, I've done videos for Sean all the time and he's he's amazing at using this. Oh, he's
0: so good. But he's I I set he set a really high
1: <laughs> standard for me. I'm just like all right, I got to be at least as good as Sean. Yeah. And so so I stood in front of the camera just for fun and yeah. and I looked at it and I I still can't do it. So Just my, my, my hat is off to people who can who can really nail that. And you did a great job for sure. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so the teleprompter is... Excuse me. Not cheap, I think. No, the teleprompter is not cheap, but I wish I could tell you the price on it. I actually don't know. But it is it is pretty expensive. Yep.
0: But I, I I tried to talk Ben Tolson. So he's the co-host of the Sean West podcast. I'm trying to talk him into doing like a course about how to build a, a DIY teleprompter because he's actually built one from his... From one of his uh, baby diaper boxes, (laughs) which is great, yeah, which is so good. Yeah, so I I hope he does a little course about how to how to like build a DIY teleprompter because I have an iPad Pro, and I have the app now that you know. So right, and the the,
1: I I don't know if you did you talk about the idea? Basically, the idea behind a teleprompter is you have you have something with a a screen. Sometimes it's a monitor, like an iPad or something, mm -hmm. and it aims straight up, straight up to the ceiling. Yep, and then you have a forty-five degree angle glass. Yep, and then the camera is behind that 45 degree angle glass looking at you. Yes. And so what's happening is any reflection that the camera is seeing is just inside of this little box, which is all black. Yep. So it doesn't see any of the words that are reflecting onto the screen. So Aaron can basically read a script of what he wrote for his course. Perfectly. He doesn't have to, he doesn't have to like, stop and think what was i going to say after that like it's because that'd be like, the worst yeah we got to streamline the worst. we're if we're going to make a course in a, in a certain amount of times because we budgeted it's a certain amount of time two we, weeks two weeks and i have like 30,000 words that i have to read <laughs> yeah so so time is is the most it's it's, 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 the it's, the biggest also about, it's
0: also about frustration because if if you start if you start this is like i've been a i've been a musician in the studio before and if you start messing up your takes you get frustrated you lose focus you're not like holding on to these pot like positive thoughts and positive feelings, you start getting negative, and that just ruins everything. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, the teleprompter, really glad that you, you guys have one, and I'm gonna invest in getting one myself, either like buying one or DIY because I wanna do more video. So, okay, let's, let's keep moving because we've, uh, we've got a lot to cover here. Uh, we use for, I mentioned this earlier, but for recording the audio from the microphones, we use Zoom H4N portable auto, audio recording devices. Pretty straightforward. Um, you sync though you sync the audio from those up with the audio from the video cameras later in post-production get good high quality audio let's see and we talked about the lights okay so let's talk let's talk about your um the way you start videos whenever you first hit record you do this little thing that I thought was genius yeah so so picture this in your mind listener right now I'm sitting here in front of the teleprompter there's a camera pointing straight at me Corey's Corey's on the other side of it and he's just about to hit record on the audio devices and he's just about to hit record on the cameras so what do you do
1: after you hit record so as soon as i hit record mm-hmm. i'm gonna do an open loop so back in 2013 <laughs> <laughs> back it's in fun. 20 back in 2013 i i made a video called chasing fog yeah and it's good uh, we, we recorded it was just me and my brother we did this thing we, cha- we basically chased fog and we did a video of it it was really fun yep um and we also record the the music for it and so what I did was I had my H4 in mm-hmm. and we were recording different music tracks, like the piano, the guitar, and these like rice shakers that we made <laughs> out of just like, you know, containers and stuff mm-hmm. and like as a maraca. And basically I was recording each of these tracks individually. So I didn't, I realized I didn't want to like, cause I've had this before when I, on my other projects, I would listen to the audio files and it would just say, you know, recording zero one, recording zero two and so on. It's like, I have to play and listen to it and, like, okay, what is this? Okay, this is obviously a guitar, but which take is this? Is this the right one? Is this the one I wanna use? And just wasting time, (laughs) just wasting time. So, what I did in this this video, Chasing Fog, was I I recorded, and as soon as I hit record, as soon as it shows that it's recording, I would say, um, Maraca, take one, or guitar, take seven. And what that does is when you're going back, listening to those files on your computer, you know exactly right when you press play, because they're not titled. They're just tracks that say recording 847. That doesn't mean anything. Yep. But as soon as you hit play, it tells you exactly what it is. And so we use that same method for for shooting courses. And I do this for every single device. We have two H4Ns for -hmm. the both shotgun mics. Mm -hmm. We have two cameras. So Mm -hmm. that's four devices. And on each of them, right when I hit record, I say what it is. I say module seven, lesson four. And I say that for each recording. So as soon as like, as soon as I'm transferring the file onto my computer and I'm getting backups and all that stuff, I'm naming those files, and I'm naming them because I can just listen and I know exactly what it is Module Seven, Lesson Four. So good because otherwise, at the end of the day,
0: you would have something like a hundred different files, video, video and audio, and then the names are completely random. They're yeah. just like numbers. Yeah. You just, so it's like what which let you don't want to have to watch through and figure out which lesson it was you just, you at the beginning of every recording, you just say, you know, module seven, lesson one. And that's, it was just so genius. I said, Corey, we have to talk about that because <laughs> that's great. If, if you're doing any, if you're shooting any kind of video and this stuff, I think it's a
1: great idea. So yeah, even for like, like let's say you're test recording for your podcast. Like, I mean, sometimes maybe you'll listen back and maybe you're using a backup recorder and you have all these files and it's like, which one is uh, the actual episode? Yeah, which yeah. one is actual test recordings? And so mm-hmm. you can tell like, hey, this is podcast dude, episode 58. It's a, you know? get, yep, it's, yeah. a, it's a great habit to get. Yep, it's it's a great habit to get into. Absolutely.
0: All right, so let's. Uh, we got we got just a couple more sections. Let's talk about what went well and what didn't go well. Mm. So, positive things first. Yes, we had we we're, we're having a lot of fun.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> well, we are. We're, we are. This is it's
0: a great time. It, this is a great time. So we're keeping the energy level up. We're not taking things too seriously. Obviously, mm-hmm. I do want to do a, a super good course, but I'm also enjoying. You know having little jokes, and, and being a little bit silly, just having a good time. Uh, so that was that was really, really good. Next, I, I practiced a lot. Before, before you came up here, I got a camera, I, I got a, a Canon, uh, was it a Rebel T2i or something last year, and a microphone, and I just started shooting these short YouTube videos, like little vlogs, getting comfortable with being on camera, looking into a microphone, writing out what I wanted to say, just these little practicing snapchat even was a great way to practice for video just getting familiar with with talking to a camera and delivering something and i never used a teleprompter cuz I, I don't i don't even know even know if i thought about it before you came up here with it it was just like there's a teleprompter oh co- okay i guess of course there's a teleprompter how else would i do it uh <laughs> yeah i got this no problem so i didn't know about teleprompters but i got i got comfortable with talking into setting up and talking into a camera and figuring out the microphone, else. so that practice was really, really helpful. I think I would have been in much worse, worse off shape if I hadn't have practice in the in the months leading up to shooting
1: this course. Absolutely, and that's that's something that sometimes we can kind of trick ourselves with if we write a bunch and we like we've gotten our words to where they're like they're really, they're really well-written stuff. And we think like, I, I could say that out loud. I could say that on a podcast. <laughs> I could say that on a video. And we kind of trick ourselves. Like I don't actually have to do test recordings. Right. Um, but what you're missing out on is, is, is the benefits of practicing. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, that is the only way you get better at something. You can't just like think you'd be good at it. Cause like, I always thought that like, I, I saw Sean, like back when we first did video, like, you know, I was like, I could do it. You know, I, I could yeah, probably of do that. It's not that hard. It's like, not that hard. Because you have it, you, you did it in your head, but that's or not Or you enough. see somebody else doing it and they make it look really, really easy. Yeah. So, I mean, what you did was, was great. You, you, you practiced, you talked into videos, like even like Snapchat, you know, you just got kind of used to looking at a camera and delivering a message. And it just got, you. you've gotten more natural at it. So it definitely shows in the course for sure. Definitely.
0: Okay. So what else went well? We did not try to do too much. We got a lot done the first week. I think the first day of shooting, we finished three modules, but we didn't try to do too much, and we took we took a good hour for lunch to rest to to recover. Uh, I I would take short naps because that's the thing I do in the middle of the day to get my energy back. Because I actually I I like working early in the morning and then late at night. So, but in this case, we had to work with the light, so I had to shoot in the morning and in the afternoon. Right. So so we didn't we didn't stretch ourselves too much, and we would stop right at around five every single day. Yeah. So getting getting being efficient with our time but not trying to do 12 15 hour days although I did write in the evenings which we'll talk about more in a second for sure
1: yeah and 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 that goes back to like we had we had luxury we had the luxury of like mm, right yeah and that's because we we i we kind of thought like this might we could probably like if we worked super super hard we could do it this course in a week mhm um and so let's just budget two weeks. And that was our, that was our kind of a smart move by us because we ended up, we kind of did need it. Yep. Um, yeah, no, definitely. And so, you know, we had, we have the, the luxury of kind of like, you know, not being stressed
0: and yeah. not trying to do too much in a day not being like, oh, oh my gosh, like we're, we got to finish this this week. So we got to work late tonight. No, no, we got a lot done and we were efficient, but we didn't push ourselves too hard.
1: Yeah. And that, and that kind of gave us like the ability to, your first point here was like high energy. Yes. Um, if we're stressed and we're just like, Freaking we've got to do this. Like we're late. We're two minutes late. Like, you know, really budget. Like we wouldn't be able to have the the kind of fun that we did. Like we had a lot of fun shooting this course. We goofed around. We had fun. We laughed and that that bled into the, the course, like your energy, like you were laughing just like just two minutes ago. And now it's like you have that energy. And so mm-hmm. if we we're under stress, we probably wouldn't have had to have that. We wouldn't have had to I'm a, what am I trying to say? We, we wouldn't
0: have had yeah. we wouldn't have had positive energy, <laughs> and that would have come in a cru- come across. And I don't, um, you know me. I like to laugh. I like to have a good time. I'm I'm a pretty positive person. So I mean, that's just how I roll. Okay, so let's move into. Oh no! Wait, one more thing. One more thing. Something that went well. Uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> you ha- you had this idea to start by shooting a module that happens later in the course rather than shooting the very first module first. Why was that?
1: Yeah. So basically like this is your first time doing this. Mm-hmm. This is your first time talking to a teleprompter doing a video course. Mm-hmm. And so we started on module seven. Yes. Um, and you can pick, you know, maybe three or four or something. Sure. But Basically what that does is like it's kind of getting out those this first few hiccups like a little a little later. And maybe we need to reshoot those or whatever. But but what you can do is like you can go through until like, you know, the end of the course or something. Should there's we stop? A heli-
0: there's a helicopter.
1: Should we stop? <laughs> Take a break uh, for the helicopter. Pause for one second. It'll be gone. He just wanted
0: to see what we were up to. This is exactly what happened as we were shooting the course. Oh, yeah. Not a helicopter. There's never been a helicopter. Like every 20 minutes. <laughs> there's something. Okay. So you were saying, you were
1: saying about uh, so what this did for me. Right. So if you start on something like module seven and then you go you know, a couple modules in, now, when you go back to module one, which is the first module people experience, yep, yeah, the very first thing they yeah, see. Yeah, you're more, you're more like you're, you're freshened up. You've got it, like you're, you've, you're more punchy. You're comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like your delivery is a little better and all Definitely. that stuff. So that's the reason behind starting a later module first when you're shooting. I like that. That was that was a really good idea, and I appreciate that.
0: Okay, so let's let's talk about the things that didn't go well. So what what uh, what didn't go well? The biggest one I think is that I didn't have. Okay, first off, I didn't really know that I needed scripts exactly for a teleprompter. So I kind of wrote in a way that I write my podcast episodes, which is very outline based and then with a lot of detail. But it's a little bit different when you're reading from a teleprompter. You basically have to write exactly like you're going to read in your own voice. And I do a lot of my writing like that, but I'd say probably 70% of it was like that. 30% was in an outline form. And so I had to go back and rewrite some of the modules. So at this current point, we have shot six and a half out of the nine modules. And I have the next two modules, the scripts for those completely ra- written. But I finished some of that this, this past weekend. Yeah. So I think if I would have known, known that I needed to have word for word scripts for every module before we started shooting this course, I could have had them all finished before you got here. But I didn't know that. And as a result, I'm still working on that. I still have to finish some of module eight. Yeah. So, but again, that's okay because we gave ourselves enough time, so I had this I had this break in the middle of the the two weeks of shooting this weekend, which you know some people maybe go out and relax, have a good time. I went to the coffee shop and I got to work, yeah. <laughs> I was writing all weekend, something like four thousand words this weekend, so making sure you have enough time really, really important, really saved our butts here. Oh, yeah, it did say, well, save my butt here, your your butt's <laughs> fine,
1: yeah, but it, it was kind of it was kind of good for us to be able to both kind of go over it. and you, you kind of asked me like, how does this sound? You know, we hmm. kind of, we work together a little bit. I mean, as obviously you're, you're writing it, but you know, yeah, for sure. Cool. Having, having a budgeted time was good. Uh, something else, something else that kind of
0: falls into it, it, This is kind of a weird mix between something that went well and something that didn't go well. We, after we shot the, the very first module, which was module seven, <laughs> that's a little bit confusing. So after we shot the first module that I was going to record, we went back and we reviewed it together. And I looked at this module, watched some videos of myself and I said, "Wow, I look bored. <laughs> I look so bored right now." But you did the funny thing is you didn't feel bored delivering it. I did not feel bored delivering it at all. I felt but there's something about the way that the, the natural way that my eyes are make my face look kind of bored. <laughs> it's it's true Corey. there's no, there's no other way to say it what i realized is i have to kind of lift my eyebrows and open my eyes a little bit wider and then i look interested or ex- not even necessarily like freaking out excited i'm not like jack nicholson in uh the shining here's johnny it, it's just more it's just more i actually look interested but i but i i feel like i have to exaggerate my facial expressions just to look normal to look interested. So that was something that I, I, we reviewed the the first module I shot and I said, okay, now I know how to improve this. And obviously I was a little bit nervous doing the first, doing the first module. And that got easier by the time I got into the second and third. And I think it's all going to come out really, really well, but reviewing what you do after you do it. I I talk about doing test recordings before you do podcasts, really, really important.
1: Yeah. And so like you're saying, like right now we're under what didn't go well, but it does kind of mix in what what went well is because what didn't go well was we recorded with a low energy level and you didn't feel low energy, but it came across that way. Yes. Yes. But what what we did do well was we went back and we reviewed it. Yes. That's that's important because now you know how to change. Yep. And so.
0: Yep. And and, uh, your brother, Sean, likes to say, you have, what is it? You have to be like 150% yourself be on yourself camera? plus 10%. Be yourself plus 10%. I'm gonna say be yourself plus 50%. <laughs> and and it'll be good. It'll be good. Okay. All right. So let's let's uh we're getting close to being done with this. So let's talk about what I would do differently next time. If I if I would if I could go back in time and do this all over again, what would I do differently? First, I would read I would finish all the scripts for my for my modules, every lesson, make sure they were all good. But then I would read them out loud, read, read not just read them, read them out loud as if I were trying to, if, as if I was in front of a camera, I would read them out loud and then see how it sounded. Because there were a few places where I can write these long sentences that look decent on paper and maybe I should make them shorter, but when I try to read it out loud, it doesn't flow right, it doesn't sound quite right. I've had a lot of practice practice doing this, writing like I talk on my podcast but I still needed more practice, so mm-hmm. yeah, so I would go through and actually record myself reading every single lesson out loud before you you got here to shoot the video, and that way I could make sure that I had everything exactly like I wanted to say it,
1: exactly, and you know what like that was something i i I thought that I communicated to you, like to kinda of, you know practice in front of a, any kind of video camera, even if it's your phone just kind of practicing, but that that was kind of on me not to communicate that fully, which actually. I'm actually making a film about communication. Oh, oh tell yeah, us about this. I am. <laughs> well, I don't mean to get into it or anything, but I just I just I just mean to talk about the importance of communication. Hmm. Um, and, and it's extremely important. You know, I, I need to be communicating to you like like we said with the file thing, like every time I start a camera or a, a, an audio recording, like here's what I do. And here's when you start. Here's my my cues of like, hey, when I say this, then you're good to go. Um, yeah, that's you know, a good point. It, like communication is, is so, so, so important, especially when you're shooting with someone. Definitely, definitely. Okay. And then
0: the next, I would say that I would, I mentioned this earlier, I would really verify and maybe verify with you or, or Sean or something that every single one of the scripts for every single lesson was a hundred percent because they not, I, most of them were, like I said, 70% of them were a hundred percent, but 30% weren't. And that's eating up a lot of time, me having to go through and write out a script for it. So next time I will I will say, okay, this module, 100%, it's good to go, done. I would, I would do that for every single module, every single video before having you come up here and shoot the course. For sure. Yeah. I think uh, besides, I just wanted to do it. I don't know how relevant this is, but for the teleprompter, uh, when you're reading from a teleprompter, the, the, the text is scrolling up on the screen. So you control the speed, at least on this app you do. Uh, something you have to be aware of is that you have to put in space and breaks, line breaks for pauses, break up the paragraphs. It's not just you, you don't just want a wall of text scrolling up. So you that's gotta give it. yourself some breathing room. <laughs> you got to give yourself some breathing room. That's specific for people who use teleprompters.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'd like to ask you, what was it like speaking like using a teleprompter? Like for the first time, what was that like? It was more or less what I thought it was going to be. What would really help the most is that I've
0: had practice writing words in the way that I, or yeah, writing words that I can say out loud in my voice. So like, I'm not trying to read words that somebody else wrote. I'm, I I almost, like I, I'm reading out loud, but it's exactly how I would say it in real life. Yeah. If I was going to talk about this subject, here are the actual words and how I would, how I would say them. That's how I write. Right. It's. It, it, it's weird, but having that practice for podcasting really helped a lot because I didn't have to think so much about the words. And, and in a sense, if I could have practiced this beforehand and read every single one out loud, it would have been just like rehearsing. It's just like playing an instrument. You rehearse a song so many times, you almost don't even have to think about it. Well, that's where I should have been with my scripts. I wasn't entirely there, but I was mostly there. And that really, really helped. It made the reading from a teleprompter less awkward.
1: Yeah. And so I want to talk about, like, if you, if you don't have the money to invest into a teleprompter, because these things can get expensive. And uh, if you yeah. don't have, you know, the know how to make one yourself, because they're kind of tricky. Mm. Um, Cynthia just asked a question. that's kind of relevant. Mm. If I don't have a teleprompter, how should I set up myself for reading my scripts? Should I memorize short, short sections? If doing mostly screencasts, should I have a printout standing up next to my computer? Yes. If you're doing screencasts, you you should have your script on a a different monitor or a different window or something next to you just so you can kind of make it natural. Because especially if it's the kind of screencast where your face is not seen, Hmm. um, that's very good. But if you so back to teleprompters, if you don't have a teleprompter, you do want to do what she was saying. Should I memorize short sections? Yes. You memorize those short sections um, and you just you just keep practicing. You just keep going. You keep going over and over. You read it. You memorize it um until you just like know it and that's a lot of work it is that's it a really lot of work is. that's yeah. how we used to shoot sean west tv as sean would he would write it we would never just like oh hey, let's shoot an episode and talk about something he would always always write he would write every episode and before we had a teleprompter he would memorize um i say short sections but he actually had really big sections that he would memorize and he did it really well yep but it took practice mm-hmm. it took a lot of memorization it was a little actually a little bit frustrating sometimes because we'd we were almost at the end, but it's like, can we save any of that? And like, we would try and to salvage it. But like, yeah, having a teleprompter is really nice because you're, you're, especially once you're good at it, you're, you're, you're looking straight and you're just kind of looking with your peripherals, um, and and you know exactly what's next, so you don't have to like try to memorize. Like, I don't know, it, it just comes a lot more naturally, especially when you get good at it. Definitely, definitely.
0: It's like I said before. It, I think the biggest thing I took away from this whole experience so far is that I wish I would have gotten all the scripts at 100% exactly like in my writing voice so I could read it out loud naturally, but that I would have gone over them and read them out loud, even if it's just into my, my microphone on my iPhone, you know, read them out loud before starting to do this because it would have made everything a lot less effortless. I wouldn't have had to think about what I was reading or how I was going to break apart the sentences, you know, inflection points, thing like things like that, so... Yeah. And I would say, that, uh, Cynthia, I actually thought about this myself. If I'm, if I'm going to do this in the future, I'm going to put a text file on my phone and just like hold it, hold it down in front of me so I can start recording. And I look down, I say, OK, I want to talk about this. I saw I've seen Sean do this for some of the live streams that he's done for uh, Facebook live video. And he's got he's got his
1: phone. and He's just like,
0: OK, yeah, here's what I'm talking about next. Cool.
1: Yeah, that's a really good idea. I'm going to do it. Do you mind if I answer another one of Cynthia's questions? Absolutely. So we're talking about if you don't have a teleprompter and if Mm -hmm. you don't have things to it, like if you don't have the investment uh, necessary to uh, put into these things. Yeah. um, She says, what what should I do if I only have one camera? Mm. Should I shoot B-roll after the fact? Is it necessary to have multiple camera angles? So if you only have one camera, here's what you do. You get a a wider angle of yourself. So nothing like just your face. Like it it needs to be kind of an establishing shot of where you're sitting and where you're like the room you're in. Mm -hmm. And basically... If you, this is, you got to be kind of careful with this, but mm. you can basically crop in a little bit when you do cut. Oh, and so okay, basically yeah. it looks like a, like a slightly different angle, not really a different angle, but it's just a kind of a zoomed it's in It's a little bit closer. It. Right. It's like, Hey, pay more, pay more attention to this. Exactly. It does. Yeah. It does two things. It kind of, it, it engages the eye and it kind of grabs the audience attention again. Um, I would also add in B-roll footage after the fact. So yes to your other question. Should I add B-roll footage? Yes. Um, and yes, you do this afterwards, because after you deliver the message, hopefully you've written it uh, so you can reference back to it easier after you've written it, you know, OK, I talked about this so I could show something that's kind of um, parallel to what I talked about or or maybe exact because it de- kind of depends what you're talking about. If you're talking about a microphone in Aaron's case, we're actually going to get B-roll footage of microphones, which we're going to be doing this week. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so hopefully that helps, Cynthia. So definitely if you only have one camera, like just kind of crop in a little bit, but you don't want to lose too much resolution. Hopefully True. you have the capacity to crop in just a little bit.
0: Yeah, I'd say if you're recording at 1080p, you can crop in just yeah, a little you, bit. Yeah, you
1: have a little room too. And, and and when you do zoom in, it's not going to be 1080p if you're recording in 1080p. But yeah, so hopefully that helps. Awesome. Okay, that's that's pretty
0: much it. Let's, uh, let's talk what's coming up next, what I got to work on. So after we finish this course this week, which I'm confident we will, we're actually going to try to do a mini course, which is how to shoot your first video with an iPhone or with a smartphone, in this case. I say iPhone because that's what I have, but uh, which is just going to be covering a lot of the same kind of stuff we talked about today, how to frame a shot, how to... I'm going to talk about little microphones that you can plug into your into your phone to get better audio. We'll talk a little bit about lighting. Just a little mini course to help people get started, If you, even if you don't have thousands of dollars worth of DSLR and, and high quality audio equipment. So, because you, you totally can start shooting video just with your iPhone. And I know, cause I did this this year
1: We're and gonna, it didn't turn out too bad. We have bad. secrets about that. We've got, do we,
0: we have some <laughs> secrets, huh? I don't, I'm not sure. I remember what these secrets are, but cool. I like secrets. All right. And then obviously I got to finish this course and then I got to do a course called Logic Pro X for podcasters, where I'm going to teach people how to be Awesome at logic, editing podcasts and logic, keyboard shortcuts, time saving tricks, how to make tracks sound great, all my like my how I use plugins and mixing and mastering and templates to save time. Just like I've learned so much in the past couple of years of using logic. I want to share everything and and get people basically get them to my skill level with, you know, maybe an hour or two of screencasts. So that'll be exciting. That'll be a lot of work that's gonna be included in successful podcasting. Awesome. Yep. And I I finished a a similar screencast series called, uh, what is it, GarageBand for Podcasters that will be kind of the same thing. It's it's a little bit more of an introduction to recording an audio file with GarageBand, doing the editing and exporting it. This is for people who are just getting started who need a little bit of help with GarageBand. So I'm excited about that too. That's finished. We just got to do all the post-production work and get it on the website and get it set up and all that stuff. So exciting things coming, man. And, and, I just have to say, th- thank you for coming up here with, you know, and helping me shoot the video course with all this stuff. It's been, I, I really could not have done this by myself. No yeah,
1: way. this has been great. I'm excited for it. So where can people find all this? <laughs> there, this, a- where this whole course we're doing, like, like Logic Pro X and like you're teaching all these things that are going to be inside this big successful podcasting course, where is
0: it? Yep. Successfulpodcasting.com. People can also find me at thepodcastdo.com. I'd recommend this point going there and signing up for my email newsletter. You'll get recaps of episodes that go out every week and also personalized messages from me, little stories and tips and tricks and things like that. It's it's a lot of fun. So sign up for the email newsletter, get on that list. I, I think we'll even be doing like a launch discount for these courses for the people that are on that list. So you want to be there at thepodcastdude.com. I'm on Twitter at thepodcastdude. What about you, Corey? What you got going on? Where can people find you? Because you're cool.
1: <laughs> well, thanks, Aaron. Uh, I'm on Snapchat. Uh, or I guess you, I would say Twitter. If you're going to say Twitter. Here, cut that out. <laughs> no, do, do it both, man, because your, no. your snaps are hilarious. I didn't mean to say Snapchat. It just kind of came out. <laughs> That's how Snapchats happen. No, I'm, Okay, fine. I'm on Snapchat at Corey McCabe or Twitter at Corey McCabe Films.
0: Excellent. And you have a website. Say the website,
1: Corey. Say the website, Corey. Successfulpodcasting.com. No. What is it really? What is it really? It's CoreyMcCabe.com. Corey
0: CoreyMcCabe.com? Good, good. You Promote, sell yourself, man. Come on. Come on. Don't, there's be, nothing, don't, don't be There's shy. nothing there, though. Oh, not even an email list? There, There is. Are there, it's are there links? Of, it's are just there, persons. Are so. there links to your social media profiles? No. We can do that today.
1: Hey, if we have time. Yeah, I mean, Lunch I got to edit this podcast.
0: Okay, we got to get back to this. All right. Everyone, thank you for thank you for joining us today. I really appreciate your time. If you enjoy this episode, if you if you like what we're doing here, I would suggest Corey. Would you suggest people go check out seanwest. And, and sign up for Sean West membership? Absolutely, it's, absolutely. It's hands
1: down the best place to get feedback. It's been, it's the best place to right. learn. It's the best. I, I get overwhelmed thinking about Sean West membership because of how much how much value you get out of this. And do you want to talk about the the promotional rate that's going on until oh, the end yeah. of August, August thirty yeah. first? This is this is the this is
0: right now is the best time to go sign up for for yearly membership because the price of that will be increasing, tripling, August thirty first. And and it and it's like we're we're we've got a lot of stuff planned for next year. Like we have we have mini courses, we have shows, just exclusive stuff for members, in addition to all the other great things. The podcast archives of all the shows, all the, all the backlog, backlog, backlog. What am I trying to say? The backlog of my podcast is all in the archive for the members. We do live streams. We're streaming this live to community members right now. They're in there chatting, asking questions. The live chat where people are hanging out 24 7, talking to each other, sharing what they've learned, encouraging each other, just like, gold nuggets all day long it's great yeah so.
1: the, the community is an amazing amazing place but i understand if you're hearing that like oh, i don't want to i don't have time oh, yeah, for community. Sure. it's like, just another like it's just another like slack room or something right <laughs> well first of all it's not it's, no it's, it's, much it's more really than not that. but if if a community membership is not for you don't think of the shamless membership as that because it's mm. not just the comu- it's not just access to a community of amazing people which they are um it's yes. it's access to like you're saying they do get the backlog of of your entire uh, podcast feed, mm-hmm. but also, and this is the best part is these curated learning paths that yes. we've created that just like, if, do you want to do X? Like, do you want to learn, you know, obviously podcasting, like podcasting. we just have this, this curated list of like, just, just knowledge, just boom, 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 just everything you need to know.
0: Yeah. Those are super great. And like I said, the, the mini courses that Sean and I have coming out, he's doing one on writing that I'm really excited about. And I'm doing the, the garage band for podcasters. That's going to be available to members for no extra charge. So Sean seanwist. yeah, go sign up, go check it out. It's it's fantastic. It's it's I mean, get a little bit get a little bit sentimental here. Is that the right word? Yeah. It's
1: emotional here. I guess so.
0: Depends. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, Sean is super, super great. Like in, in my mind in my life, there 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 were two two times. It was like before I met Sean at the dribble meetup in Austin, Texas in August of twenty thirteen almost three years ago and then after and since meeting this dude sean your brother like my life has completely changed and it's gotten way way better it's just been like it's just like i i I jumped on a rocket and it was just like (laughs) like let's go and now listen now we're like we're like flying and and like in the stars and stuff i don't know if that's a great analogy but that's awesome but that's that's how it feels that's how it feels like we're like we're on this we're just on this epic quest and and it, it's just it's been a great time so and he's gathered tons of like-minded people around him you know like you and and Corey miller and justin michael and so many people in the community they're just it, i don't know it's it's just been great i i just people are like are you always talk about sean yes because i love sean he's great he's great fight me
1: <laughs> yeah and and and, the, and you, you get to talk to him, you know, you get to talk to him in the chat. He's, he's he always, out, yeah. always, always in the chat. If anybody asks a question and he's there, he answers it like in depth, in detail and just it's, like, deep it, deep it's air air. like it's almost like it's like he, we joke that he's a robot because he has he knows like all the reference of like if anybody's like, hey, how do I do client work? You know, just boom, he's got the episode to go to and like it's, but he, it's, it's amazing. Like it's a, it's it's extremely valuable yes you can't you can't even value it at a number
0: <laughs> i i i i totally i totally agree okay so we've been talking about Sean West membership for a while we should uh yeah, we should get it you know what I actually want to do I got it I've, I've i've okay, so Corey, this is really cool. I got featured on the iTunes store hey iTunes directory front page man it's like make a podcast section there's my show weird, super weird to me, but awesome, I'm really grateful congratulations, thank you so I got some new listeners this 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 past week, and I think a lot of them might be hearing this one for the first time as well so I do this thing where I read iTunes reviews occasionally because I really want to show people that I appreciate that they're, they're listening and, and leaving me positive reviews and almost everyone, almost everyone leaves me a positive review, which I will uh, go into more, talk about that later. Okay. But anyways, but there was, (laughs) there's this one that just got left. This, this guy, Matt emailed me Uh, (laughs) and here's his review. Five stars. Hang on. I got to move my mic because I got to read this. And I I can't where it is. Okay. Okay, so title is This is the podcast about podcasting that you should be listening to by Maddie B2. Thanks, Maddie. For anyone who's been considering starting their own podcast, this is the podcast you should be listening to. I was a little skeptical at first. I thought the title, the podcast dude, was sort of pretentious and more than a bit silly. He's not wrong. He's really <laughs> he's really not wrong. What I've come to find out is that Aaron is the podcast dude. He knows his uh it's SH at T. So I guess it's kind of like shot. He knows his shot. I started to realize that this guy was for real during the first episode I listened to. I, I don't listen in order because I have a background in production. I know how to record and edit quality audio. What sets Aaron apart in my opinion is he's not trying to sell listeners on the produce a podcast and make bags of money scam. For the record, Corey, for the record, I am convinced that someday I will make bags of money. Somehow. I don't know how yet, but maybe podcasting, maybe not. He said he's completely honest about the time and effort that goes into producing a great, sustainable podcast. The money may or may not come, but if you're doing something you love, who cares? If your podcast doesn't generate an income, rob some liquor stores. (laughs) 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 For the record, I just have to go on the record here and say I do not suggest robbing liquor stores. Uh, (laughs) He suggested listening to my latest episode, uh, <laughs> I'll just skip again to the end do your best to set your podcast apart by following the advice on this episode and you'll grow an audience which I absolutely agree with and thanks Aaron so Maddie thank you so much everyone else who's left a review thank you I may read it in the, in the future but know that I read all these and, and I really appreciate the kind words
1: alright that was a good episode <laughs> thank you that
0: was, that was kind of long that's, that's pushing an hour which is like the longest we, I've done in a while but I'm actually kind of surprised we kept it. Out. Okay. Let's
1: play some outro music. Awesome.
0: And then we, I think we just have a couple of questions to get to.
1: Yeah. Good show. And did you see when you said bags of money, like Ziploc bags of money?
0: Yeah. Okay. I right, mean, what else? I mean, I'm not thinking like burlap bags of money. This is podcasting after all. Corey. Bean bags of money. Bean bags of <laughs> <money>. <laughs> product idea, product idea. All right. So we got a couple of questions I want to answer real quick from Cynthia. Cynthia Bartz. She asked first, what is the best way to deliver video uh, that you shoot for your course? You know, like on your website. Is it YouTube embeds or Vimeo self-hosted? What do you, what do you guys do at Sean West?
1: We host our videos, especially for courses and things. We host on uh, Wistia. Mm.
0: And you have to pay money for this, though. You do. It's not free. Yes. But
1: it, it is extremely customizable and you can do so much with it. And uh, one, a really cool feature from Wistia is you can see, like, per user, like, what, what, what they watched, when oh, they really? stopped watching, oh, what, really? they, what they rewatched. That's interesting. Um, how many of your videos that they have watched in their lifetime. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, there's a lot of, yeah, but we use Wistia for hosting.
0: Awesome. Do you know if that's wistia.com? We'll include yeah. a link in the show. Wistia.com. Cool. All right, next question Do you recommend using the same equipment used for podcasting for audio capture for video? I can take this one if, yeah. if I'm yeah, if I am the podcast dude. <laughs> okay, um, I would say in most cases no. The 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 only exception I would say is that if you absolutely don't have any money, like if you're just dead broke and you've already got some kind of podcasting setup, then that microphone will probably be better than just like, I don't know, the built-in camera on your D- or the built-in microphone on your DSLR or the built-in microphone on your iPhone, but. What I recommend is investing in a shotgun microphone, so you can kind of the way you do it is you position it up and above um, the frame, which is what the, the the camera sees, and then you kind of point it down at me, and it's about 18 inches away, and it sounds really good. I mean, obviously you've got the Rode NTG, NTG3 microphones, which are $700 and are amazing, and I want one, uh, but I bought a Audio Technica 875R, which is $180 new on Amazon. And it, it sounds great, too. Like, it's, it's surprisingly good. Yeah. So, and then you just plug that into an audio interface or into a, a Zoom H4n, separate audio recorder. And they also make little microphones that you can plug straight into your DSR. I think, like, the, the Rode VideoMic Pro or there's even a, a Rode VideoMic Me that plugs into an Android or an iPhone. Mm-hmm. so both of those are, are good decent options for shooting video yeah absolutely i agree with that what's the problem with using just like a microphone like this uh for video And i say like this i've got a, a sure dynamic mic or condenser mic rather a sure beta 87a which is great and i recommend but what's the problem with with using that for video
1: probably background noise really yeah
0: you think so i think so hmm I was going to say the fact that it kind of like is right in front of my face. It has to be like really close to oh, me. Oh, well,
1: there's you do have that issue. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking if that was further away from your face, you'd get a lot of... Oh, pick right. No, that's
0: actually a very good point. That's a very good point. M- these dynamic and condenser microphones, microphones that aren't shotgun microphones, need to be much closer to you. This is, this is mic technique uh, because you have to set the gain levels right. You have to be, you know two to six inches away from this microphone. Other, otherwise, the further back you get, it's, you're going to have to crank the gain up to get a usable level, and that's going to bring up the sound of the room. Like I, I've demonstrated this before, but this is, this is the same distance right now. I'm the same distance from my mic yeah. as you are from your shotgun mic. But, but it sounds way different because it's a different kind of microphone. Right. So hope that's a, a great explanation. Yeah, for sure. Okay, final question. I've watched several videos where you can see the screencast and then the presenter in the top corner. So screencast. Is that better or should I not bother? What do you think about that, Corey? I think it does add a a level of personality. It's hard. Like engagement.
1: It's hard, though, because sometimes I don't. It's a tough call because sometimes I don't appreciate if I just feel like I'm just in their bedroom and they're just kind of Talking, it's like, eh, turn your webcam off. Just show me how to do what you want to do. But, but I don't know. So, I mean, I feel like if you want to do it right, mm. I wish I could link an example. But what I've seen people do, especially at Adobe, is they have a, a really nice setup with, with, like, you know, lighting and everything. And they have a very nice camera um, coming from the back of the computer. So you can Ooh. see the person kind of at their computer. Um, and you're kind of seeing from behind. And they look at you and they look back here. And you basically switch between showing showing you talking to the camera... And, and when you're uh, screen, actual doing a screencast. So it just kind of goes back and forth.
0: Mm-hmm. So I
1: don't know. I mean, just me personally, I don't know if I like the feel of like a screencast with the person on the side. Just a straight webcam. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel it's a little noisy, but...
0: And sometimes I've run across this. Sometimes it can block a part of your screen that you actually really need to show. Right. <laughs> so it's a, it's a bit of a trade-off. I'd say if you enjoy being on camera and if you can be dynamic and engaging with your audience... Uh, because you actually have to look into the the camera lens. If even if it's just your webcam, then do it. Then do it. Otherwise, if you just want to talk and get through it, uh, someone was mentioning this earlier. I think it was Scott Russell or, or Sean. You can record screencasts. Record the narrate, like narrate, read a script, and then go back and put that on top of a video where you go through all the steps. Yeah. So. I like that. Yeah, because if you can't do it live while you're doing everything on the screen it's kind of sometimes it can be kind of hard to talk and like talk and move your mouse at the same time it's challenging so all right anything else on that no, 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 I don't think so. I think, I think we're good on that. It's, this show's getting long, so I want to say one more time, Corey, thanks for joining me to talk about all this stuff, and thank you for helping with me with the video course. Absolutely. To the, to the listener, I will be back next week doing yet another recap of the whole thing. This, that'll probably be a lot shorter because I'll be by myself, so sadly. But that'll be, uh, that'll be lots of fun because I'm sure we're going to learn some more stuff, and I'll come up with some more interesting things to say. So thank you for listening. I really appreciate it everyone in the community have a great rest of the day and i'll talk to you next week you won't talk to them next week
1: no well i'll I'll be in there but yeah i'm looking forward to shooting the rest of this course
0: hopefully someday i will talk you into doing your own podcast we'll see okay should i say bye you can say bye 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 everyone bye listener Uh, nope just gonna leave it right there okay bye